Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody, and welcome into a Wednesday, February 1st edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. We're coming off of Conference Championship Sunday. Uh, no football this weekend, obviously. The two-week layover to the Super Bowl, um, very beneficial to a banged-up team like the Kansas City Chiefs. But we will still briefly uh, touch on the Super Bowl, but it's a little bit different of a week. So you'll notice no Steve Buchanan, my co-host on the podcast this week, bringing in a couple of guests. Uh, we'll touch on Super Bowl. We'll talk college hoops, though. Um, it's been a fun college basketball season. So we'll just kind of go through the week of college basketball and uh, hopefully dig up some winners um for the occasion i bring in a couple of friends that you may you know if you follow the sports map radio show the diehards on tuesday night that i do from time to time you know these guys dan lifshats you can find him on twitter at dan lifshats uh from 98.5 the over under 98.5 podcast uh the over under 98.5 show which like this podcast happens to be presented by DraftKings and ct bets chris thurston you can find him on twitter at ct bets 16 you can find his work as I mentioned on Diehards Radio and on the Hustle Show podcast. I haven't seen these guys in forever. It has been since uh, last night when sports betting <laughs> launched in Massachusetts and we were watching some games at the book. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing? Good, Jules. Uh, glad, to, uh, glad to be on the podcast for, I don't know, first time in a long time, man. First time, long time. And first time, all time for Mr. CT Betts. Yeah, doing great, Jules. Uh, this was a long time coming. We tried to put this together for a while, so glad uh, we could do it, you know, two weeks out before the the Super Bowl, the three of us. We'll get more of them going in the future, whether it be March Madness or uh, or college football. We will put more of these together. College basketball is mostly what we've been, we've been talking uh, lately between the three of us, but before we do go to that, you know, we do have a Super Bowl coming up, and we do have lines and plenty of props and uh i do think it's worth just giving some early discussion for for those that are listening watching and and want to get some early plays in so i guess uh, ct we talked about it a little bit last night when when i was with you do you want to just give some some early thoughts on this game between the chiefs and eagles yeah sure i think uh the three of us are are pretty aligned on this i know it's early but as everybody knows, you know, some shops opened this up, uh, you know, right after the the Chiefs beat the Bengals um, and it went as high as uh, Chiefs minus two and a half. And, you know, sharp money and and uh, public Joe come in and they flip it to uh, to the goals and the, they got as high as two and a half, too. Now, it seems to have settled in as that minus the Eagles minus one and a half. But. I think Dan will agree with me. I think it's it's worth noting, Jules, that like the same sharp players that, that quickly um, grab the Eagles, like at a pick or minus one, minus two, um, they're the same. They're the same guys who came back on KC plus two and a half here as well. Um, so I grab some Chiefs plus two and a half. I grab some Chiefs plus two. Um, so that's where I currently stand on it right now, and. Um, at DraftKings, it looks like it's uh, settled in at one and a half as well here, Jules. Yeah, I uh, I did very much the same as CT. Um, I took a bunch of uh, Chiefs money line um, above the uh, 115 number, which was available at some places. Uh, I took a bunch of Chiefs plus two and a half, uh, teased the Chiefs to two and a half in an open teaser that's going to sit there forever. Um, that's Jules' favorite teaser in the world. The other uh, leg can't, can't lose. We just don't. There, there you go. There you <laughs> go. So, so yeah. So, I mean, so it's, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I 
I like the Chiefs. Uh, again, early on, I do think that there's a lot of influential money coming in on uh, Philly just based upon that number, a lot of injuries in that in that Kansas City game. But right now, the way it's looking, I mean, two weeks off, Mahomes should be much in a much better spot than he was, um, you know, just yesterday. Or, sorry, just uh, what, Sunday night. And uh, this whole team, I mean, really has a chance to pretty much be healthy and bounce back. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe Michael Hardman doesn't go, but... I can't imagine the rest of the guys don't go. Travis Kelsey has two weeks to get over the back injury, which I think is probably a little bit more severe than what we're, we're being told. But still, I think that if he can play last week, he'll play this, uh, he'll play in the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm not really super concerned about that. I, I am concerned about, you know, a little bit of the, you know, the Chiefs pass game, but I still think that this is an Eagles team who is offensively fraudulent. I thought we saw it. Um, against that Niners team. Uh, I know that Niners team is a very good defense, but really, I really thought that Jalen Hurts looked horrendous. I really think people are not going back and watching that game outside that first drive, which, by the way, Devonta Smith catch was not a catch. So we're really talking about a drive where Eagles shouldn't have had seven there. And then uh, the second drive, uh, four Niners penalties to get a touchdown there. Um, and then obviously Josh Johnson loses the ball and and, and it's game from then on because Josh, Josh Johnson's terrible. But the reality of the situation is that could have easily been a seven, nothing Niners game and who knows what happens from there. Yeah. So I, I've been on the Eagles in both of their playoff games so far and won those bets, but the, there's been no test. Um, they, they beat the bag out of a bad giants team and then the the San Francisco game, it, it just the, once the game got to the point that it got with the quarterback injuries and the Eagles getting a little lucky early in the game and getting points, um, and then the way the half ended, it just snowballed and there was no way San Francisco uh, had a chance. But the Eagles didn't really have to do much to win that game uh, handily, and they haven't had to do much to win either game handily so far. So I, I'll refrain from giving too much analysis, but I'm with you. I took some Kansas city plus two and a half. I took some Kansas city money line. We haven't seen the Eagles tested in many close games. When you think of a close game, you think of Mahomes somehow pulling it out. And this Eagles team has just been, been front running uh, throughout the postseason. So I, I I'm with you guys there. Uh, the early prop that I'm looking at, and it's been bet up from 55 and a half to 57 and a half is actually on the Eagles side. It's Miles Sanders rushing yards because he has been protected in the, in these postseason games. Almost he had 17 carries for 90 yards against the giants and then 11 for 42 against the Niners. But this Kenneth Gainwell narrative, and I think a lot of people are going to maybe get cute and bet some low overs on Kenneth Gainwell in the Super Bowl, And I'm not saying they'll hit or they won't. He's been getting all second half usage. Uh, he's been running the ball with, with Philly up 20, 24 points. If this is going to be a closer game, like I think it will, and you have a fresher Miles Sanders that hasn't been getting the second half carries and now gets the two weeks off, I think that he gets the carries throughout the game and has more of, uh, you know, one of those 20 carry type of games. And I think that has the number set a little bit low against, uh, for him against a, a mediocre Kansas City rush defense. Um, now it's a little weird, I guess, to like the Chiefs and then playing over on the running back on on the other side because game script sets up for them to lead. But I think with a closer game, uh, it plays into Miles Sanders. So that's where I'm looking early on the Philly side. I don't know if you guys have any prop thoughts uh, in this game, Dan. Yeah, so too. So I, I absolutely agree with the Miles Sanders uh, thought process there. Last week, I actually played his under 56 and a half, something like that. The Niners had only given up one rushing, uh, one player of over 64 yards this week, uh, this year, which was uh, your boy in the uh, the Seattle game there. I'm blanking on, I'm blanking on his name. Um Wow, Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker. Uh, who, who was uh, who was fantastic against them at times, but for the you know the reality was that that was a team that was elite against the run, and Miles Sanders' number was probably a little bit you know too high when that opened. So I banged the under on that one. I know he had a couple rushing touchdowns, but still didn't even get close to that number. I like the over this uh, in the Super Bowl for the exact reason. First off, as you noted, I think this will be a much closer game. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either side. Um, so therefore, I, I like Sanders. You know, getting some second half carries, not not as much gain well run. And the other part of that is that I also think that this Kansas City defense is a little bit more susceptible to the run than uh, than what we saw with the Niners. So I do think that that's another spot for Miles Sanders to be used. And I don't know how much usage we're going to see of Boston Scott and, uh, 
you know, <laughs> other members of that offense like Gainwell in the in the red zone. Maybe possibly. I know they don't love to use um, you know, uh Sanders down in the red zone, but I just think that he's gonna have more burn there. The other one I'm looking at right now, just based upon guessing more so but i really think that we're gonna have to take a start taking a look at Kadarius tony assuming that he's in um which right now is a big assumption but i think we're gonna have to start taking a look at like, some Kadarius tony overs here um look this is again when hardman didn't play two weeks ago tony was the guy who i focused in very much on in that uh in that game played the over receptions two and a half played the over yardage that was very easy if hardman isn't playing which i do think there is a little a legitimate chance that he is the guy who doesn't play then yes i think that that would be the one spot where i really would look to you know maybe take advantage there because i think tony will have to have a big game if uh kansas city wants to to win this one and you know again it's all subject to interpretation because we need to see if tony is going to play in this game but i do think that that is one to uh kind of closely monitor and pay attention to and again we're recording this on wednesday february 1st so we're pretty far out from the game and uh chiefs props not really on the board because they're so dinged up but yeah i I think that whether it's tony like dan said or somebody there's going to be a value kansas city receiver to play an over on a pretty low number. Um, and you got a guy MVS coming off a huge game. Maybe he gets inflated and you look for an under there. Um, CT, any prop thoughts before we move on to college hoops? So no props for me yet, but we didn't talk about the total. So I guess I'll, I'll hit that. Um, so the total, some books open as high as 51. Uh, see some sharp money come in on the under, right? Drops it down a little bit. I took the under 50. Um, I think it's, it's, it's worth noting that uh, the, the playoffs, they started, they ripped off four straight overs, right? And then we've seen the last seven games in the playoffs. They've all come in. Uh, the under has all come in on them. Um, I looked this up too. The under has come in uh, the last five of the six games for the Gulls. And then also the last four of the five for the Chiefs. Um, I'm an under guy, as as you guys both know, as is Dan. So um, I, I like the under here and and this one. You know, the Super Bowl is one that everybody loves to bet the overs and the yeses on everything. As the props open up more and more, I'll be on the uh, the nose and the under. This is one of those games where I don't mind laying big juice. You know, I, I never really do that, but. Yeah, there's going to be some props that I'll lay minus 300, minus 400, minus 500. Um, and that ends up being, you know, you're, you're getting the best of it on that because everybody's betting uh, the yeses and and the plus money. They can't uh, they can't leave that alone. They think, you know, they put up 100 bucks, they're getting 400 back. Uh, you know, that's easy money. So thought that was uh, worth noting. And then one last thing to close out for the game. Um, our good friend, Mitch Moss, he tweeted this out um the strength of schedule right and so in 13 games with a strength of schedule difference of 10 or more spots the team that played the better schedule is 10 and 3 straight up and 8 and 5 against the spread and that falls into uh the chiefs and the eagles um next sunday here the chiefs had the 16th toughest schedule and the eagles had the 31st the second the last toughest schedule in the league so and on those list of quarterbacks that they played uh, and I know Mahomes is is a hurt, but I think the rest is going to help. They'll shoot him up again. Uh, there's not too many too many mobile quarterbacks on that list that yep. the Eagles uh, played this year. So wanted to point that out um, for you guys. I think Mahomes should be moving better than than expected, given the the two weeks off and and what he looked like in that last game. Um, and yeah, the Eagles just haven't haven't played anybody, and they haven't been there before. And this Kansas City team has pretty much all been there before. So that's that's what kind of pushes me towards them. All right, that's your Super Bowl talk. As I mentioned, we will have a Super Bowl loaded podcast on unreasonable odds next week on Super Bowl week. Steve Buchanan will be back. We'll have some guests back. We'll have Johnny Avello of DK Sportsbook back, and and go over uh, all of that. But now. Um, we're going to transition to college hoops and we'll just go through this day by day with kind of uh, the big Saturday card being the highlight. We'll start with this Wednesday one and go quick on it. Cause uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how many people get a chance to listen before this Wednesday card, but a lot of big favorites uh, on, on Wednesday night. I haven't played anything yet. I'm not really sure what to, what to do with it, but we got Purdue, a big double digit favorite at home over Penn state coming off that impressive win on Sunday. 
Creighton is laying 13 at a terrible Georgetown team. Uh, the game of the night, maybe Xavier opened up minus three. They're now laying four against Providence. Uh, but Providence, always a tricky team. Uh, no Fremantle for Xavier. That's a big piece for them. Tennessee laying six on the road at Florida in the SEC. UNC, a big eight and a half point favorite hosting Pittsburgh. Auburn's laying 12 hosting Georgia. A lot of big favorites, it seems like, on the hardwood for Wednesday night. Um, Dan, you want to start us off with with anything you like? Yeah, I gave it out on Twitter. Um, I I really like this uh, this Auburn team tonight. I think they're in a great spot against Georgia. Uh, I love the minus 12. Look, I, a lot of people, when they look at big numbers um, for teams that are pretty, maybe not similar, but maybe somewhat close to being equal, they're very scared of kind of laying these numbers. Auburn coming off uh, back-to-back losses. Uh, the loss at West Virginia, I think, was an extremely tough spot. Now, it is a little – my one big concern here is it is a little bit of a look-ahead game. You know, they do have to play Tennessee on the uh, on the 4th, which is, I, b- I believe, Saturday um, in Tennessee. So it's a little bit concerning, but it almost feels like a must-win game for this Auburn team. 16-5, and five, they're fourth in the SEC. They're kind of floundering. If they fall to 6-3 – and three, now we're talking about them being Kentucky range, which, you know, if you get passed by Kentucky, um, now you're talking about, well, just how good is this Auburn team? Are they even, you know, going to be, are we even going to be talking about them being in the field, um, which I think may be a little bit strong, but it is a little bit concerning. And let's not forget Georgia before that win against South Carolina came off three straight losses, uh, two really bad home, uh, road losses to Kentucky and Tennessee, where they lost by 14 and and 29. Um, just not a good roadside. They haven't won a, uh, they haven't run a road game minus the, uh, the old miss game in the sec. They're, you know, I think they're one in three now. And I think, this is going to be the team that we kind of revert back to seeing not playing great basketball. I think they get absolutely torched tonight. Um, back-to-back roadies here for them, Auburn and Texas A&M. So not a good spot. And they're coming off a, a win, honestly, where they didn't play super well. They found a way to win, but I just don't think they're playing good basketball right now. I think Auburn goes out, takes them out and just blows them out in Neville Arena tonight. Um, all right, CT, any college hoops for uh, Wednesday? And we're going to go through a handful of days here. So it is perfectly fine to to pass on any of these days, by the way, if you want to, guys. Yeah, well, there's one uh, I was looking at and I, I was waiting to hear some injury news. And it's kind of one of those big favorites. And it's Villanova at Marquette. Um, I'm looking. You know what I say? Villanova stinks. I liked I like Marquette in this game. But they they have some uh, a couple concerns here, and I think uh, we might have just found out about one because I just saw DraftKings just went to six on this. Marquette yep. was seven as we started uh, doing this show here. Um, but two guys, Cam Jones and Seth Jones, they were both questionable. Um, both Ellis and Wright, they've already been ruled out for Marquette, but neither of them really have kind of played a key role in in Marquette uh so far they shouldn't really have a big impact on it but as you guys both know both Joneses um are fire for for Marquette that all being said right I, I don't know what the news is that Marquette still has five double figure scorers um and I think they should be okay in this one here Tyler Kolick he's been one of the best in the in the conference all year he could really fill it out um, so I'm looking at Marquette here. I'm going to have to take a look uh, and see if we could find out any more info. You and I faded this Marquette team on Sunday. We had Providence and um, Villanova just, just faded down the stretch here uh, in that one on Sunday. Had Providence against Villanova on uh, on Sunday. Sorry, what I said. I sorry. We faded this Nova team. We had Providence yep. on Sunday. Yes. Nova's generally a fade for me, and that was a home game for them, and Providence grinded it out. I, I'm – very much want to fade them on the road here, uh, but just need to make sure that Marquette is at full uh, full health potential or not full health, at least strong enough um, to to handle a team like Nova. A team like Marquette potentially like a, it could be a night for a, a two leg money line parlay piece for me. I just don't know what <clears throat> the other one I'm going to put it with, uh, but we'll keep moving on 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 the board here. I played the only thing I put out for for Wednesday, by the way, I, I did play the Warriors uh, on the NBA side of things in Minnesota. They were minus one thirty five on the money line. It looks like they have uh, moved from two and a half to three and a half point favorites. So some money coming in on them there. But I do like the Warriors in the NBA. 
Um, all right, let's move to Thursday in college hoops. Thursday, February 2nd. There's one spot that I guess I'll start us off with. I took Arizona laying about four when they went to Oregon. Oregon was off a really bad loss. They weren't playing well at all. I don't think Oregon is good at all. Now, Arizona is going to host them and probably be laying eight, nine. This could be a spot that I look to the first half as a revenge spot uh, with the loss at Oregon. I think Arizona at home against a bad Oregon team on Thursday, if I can get like four and a half, five for the first half. Um, you know, we were talking last night, I was thinking about playing Alabama against Vanderbilt on the first half, our friend and uh, DraftKings guy, Brendan Glasheen laid eight and a half with Bama first half. It was like, I don't even remember the score. It, they were up 30, something like yeah, that. They, 30, won, 35. Yeah. they won a hundred and something to 40. Uh, they smoked them. Uh, not that this is exactly the same, same situation. Uh, Alabama's better than Arizona, I think. And um Oregon is probably better than Vandy, but I, this is a first half Arizona look for me on on Thursday. We'll see when we get there, but that's that's what I have have teed up. I don't know if you guys have got anything. I, I didn't. I thought the Thursday card is probably the the uh, least interesting for for the rest yeah. of the week in college hoops. Interesting. I, I, I'm looking at this slate right now. Sorry, Dan. I didn't mean, to interrupt. No, you go ahead. Jules, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I'm not real particularly interested you can, in. You can pass on it if, you're, if you got nothing there. We'll, we got um, plenty to talk about. The one, yeah, I, I you know I am going to pass on on Thursday so far. I'll, I'll kick it to Dan. All right, I I actually have three spots I think are pretty interesting on Thursday. <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, so. UAB hosts Florida Atlantic. Um, Florida Atlantic, they're 21 and 1. They're 11 and 0 in Conference USA, but they're on the road at UAB, who outside of that one in five stretch they played has been phenomenal this year. And they gave FAU a really tough test, lost by two in FAU, and now FAU on the road at UAB. Wouldn't be shocked if UAB opens a small favorite or a small dog there. I think that's one to look at. They play FAU very tough, and FAU just continuously. <laughs> Uh, you know, grinds out wins on the road. I think this is one where they could get caught here. I'd uh, look for that one potentially. Um, that's probably my least favorite. The other two, um, yeah, I know your guys are gonna love this one. Uh, Lipscomb, yes, my my favorite team <laughs> here. Um, yeah, they are. They're uh, they're playing Queens, who is the newly promoted D one side, Queens University. Lipscomb is an unreal home team. Uh, they're ten and one straight up at home this year. Queens actually, despite being fifteen and eight, they're a terrible roadside five and eight on the road and really have not played well on the road. They just, they, they seemingly crush it on, get killed on the road. They're a fade on the road. And I think on the road at Lipscomb here, who is a dynamite team at home coming off two losses on the road. It's a good spot to take them. I take them. Honestly, I think this line is going to open four or five. I'll probably end up backing Lipscomb in that spot. And then finally, guys, I'm surprised you guys didn't find this one. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are facing Santa Clara before their game at St. Mary's, which I think is a huge uh, look at spot for uh, for the Zags because first off, Santa Clara has played terribly the last two games. They lost, they got smoked by St. Mary's and they lose uh, lose to Pacific uh, looking at the Gonzaga on the road here and then the Zags have to go to St. Mary's. If the Zags lose that game, the St. Mary's, they're pretty much done in the WCC. So I can't imagine that that will be a spot that they're uh, taking too, too seriously. I know Santa Clara has had a pretty decent record and played well this year but they're starting to uh, fall apart a little bit i think this is a good buy low sell high spot um or just a buy low look ahead spot if you want to call it that with uh with uh santa clara this week and uh, i do think that i would fade gonzaga um to a thursday night in that spot well i'm you're never going to get me to say that fading gonzaga this year is a bad idea uh ken palm's got that one at 12 I don't love doing it quite as much at at home and they are home and then obviously going away for for the big St. Mary's game, which we will talk about for the Saturday card. I wish Santa Clara was a little better to play like I'm going to play him plus 12 here at. At uh, in Spokane, when I feel like a team like like 
Portland uh, is a team that I, I like more and they just lost by 15 to the Zags. I don't know. It's tight, but you're right about the spot. The look at spot because of the big Saturday game has to be factored into it. I would just say don't sleep on Santa Clara. I know they've been pl- okay. I know they're not great in the conference, but take a look at what they've done outside the conference too. I mean, they've been pretty good in spots this year. Uh, you know, they have wins uh, against Portland State, against Boise State, against Irvine, which I guess is in conference. But um, you know, they gave San Jose State a good run. They blew out Wyoming. Like th- this is not a they killed Iona earlier in the year. Again, I know they're not the exact same team and they have struggled a little bit recently, but they also lost by five to Zag at home when they were leading the majority of that game. So this is a team that, you know, has been playing, plays Gonzaga tough, I think, at times. All right, Friday night, um, obviously always that short, ugly card before the big Saturday one. Um, Two decent games, I guess, in my mind. Ken Palm's got St. Louis, a three-point home favorite over VCU in the A-10. Um, that's a spot I would potentially be interested in in St. Louis. We'll see. Um, and then San Diego State hosts Boise State in, in the later game. Ken Palm's also got that one as the home team. San Diego State favored by three. Um, I I like both of those teams. I, I would probably lean towards the, the short home favorite again in, in both of those ones. Nothing concrete for me, but those were the two spots that I had circled and see where the numbers come out on, on the home teams. Uh, CT, you looked at the Friday card at all? Yeah, uh, that's the game I was looking at. I'm with you. I actually like San Diego State uh, on Friday, pending uh, what the number is. Um, Boise's kind of been pretty red hot lately. They've won their last three. And you get you get San Diego State here. They just lost at Nevada. Now you get to come home here after they ripped off a bunch of wins. Um, then they drop, you know, they lose 75-66. Now you get a nice home game uh, versus Boise State. Might be a good spot to uh, back the Aztecs there. I've watched them play a few times this year. Um, they're very good, and they're also very, very solid at home. Um, so I, I'm, I'll be looking at that one on on Friday. And then the other one, I'll have to check with uh, Trig, but I might be looking to fade Sienna uh, on Friday night at Manhattan. You know, it's an ugly one. Uh, Sienna's still battling a lot of injuries, so I want to see where they're at, but might be a spot where you get – Manhattan get an ugly dog at home and uh, be able to grind out a, a little plus uh, plus uh, favorite there on on Friday. Our friend Adam Trigger, uh, Top Flight Sports on on uh, Twitter of Wager Talk, been crushing those those small conferences. Uh, Dan, Friday college hoops, anything. Uh, one spot I'm looking at is that Yale Harvard game. Um, I don't know if you guys Absolutely. saw. No, the scheduling makers did not do a uh, did not do Harvard uh, any favors. They scheduled uh, six road games in a row for that team: um, wow. Irvine, Kansas, Maine, Princeton, Brown, and Yale. Um, but when they come back home, they've actually been pretty good. They did lose a, t- a close one to Dartmouth um, coming off that Columbia blow. But this has been a very good home team uh, this year when actually Harvard has played at home, which has been uh, few and far between. Meanwhile, Yale, when they've been on the road, they're 0-2 in conference on the road this year. Um, losses to Cornell and Columbia. Um, you know, they also had their stretch of road games, but they're really off that. They're playing very well, but three straight home games. Now they got to go back to back on the road. I think maybe a good buy low sell high spot on uh, on Yale, even though they're playing good basketball right now, they're just a very different team on the road. So yeah, I, I think that's probably a, uh, a buy low sell high to me. All right, let's move on to Saturday. Um, I'll give you guys the stage at the end. If you want to give a, a best bet, whether it's something we, we talked about or a game that I didn't rip through, but I'm just kind of going to go through the bigger games here one by one and everybody just give their, their 60 seconds of analysis and we'll, we'll keep ripping through it. Um, let's start with one that we already talked about a little bit because it's Zags at St. Mary's last I looked, Ken Palm had that at six as in Zags, a six point underdog at St. Mary's. What scares me is that I think people are going to see Gonzaga plus six against anybody. That's not a a Kentucky, Kansas Duke type of name and say, I got a bet, which uh, you know, I don't know. It's a it's a tough road spot for them. Uh, but like we said, CT had St. Mary's last Saturday night, I think, and watched that whole game and said to me, St. Mary's stinks. You look at different sites like a, a Haslametrics has uh, a number four in the country next to St. Mary's name. 
Um, so metrics like this team, I haven't seen a ton of them, obviously, playing on the West Coast. It's going to be hard to pass on 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 Zags plus six. Uh, do you think we see any curveballs, Dan, in terms of where this number opens and what do you got on the game? I think they'll open it lower than six. I think they'll okay. open it four. If they open it six, I think you're going to see a very lopsided amount of bets and money come in on that, Zaga. Now, that, that may sense. that may build up to six. Um, that, But I think we'll probably see it open maybe four, four and a half. I think that's probably more of a reasonable opener there. That being said, like... <laughs> I, I think it will get bet up to six. So I honestly think that that probably will be one of those games that people bet on, you know, early Saturday and then come in late Saturday. So I don't, I don't know how much the opener matters that much, but I think they'll probably open it a little bit lower. CT. I, I told you, I, so to correct you, I had BYU last Saturday. Oh, sorry. Okay. Plus six and a half versus St. Mary's BYU should have won that game. Mary's hits a, a last second shot, literally last second shot to they won uh, by one 57 56. I watched that whole game. I, I know BYU is a very tough place to play. I really wasn't too impressed with St. Mary's Grand Gonzaga down year. As we all know, I'll be grabbing the points. Uh, I, I agree with Dan. It probably will open four and uh, I'll wait to see where, where it gets bet, but uh, it's going to be tough not to, to grab the points. I know Mary's a small gym, uh, you know, will be really loud. It will be packed, but uh, that's a rivalry game. As we all know, this is the first one of the two. Then they play again, the last game of the season. Um, so uh, right now I'm on Gonzaga for that one on Saturday. All right. Um, a team that I think we all are looking forward to fading in the tournament, Purdue. Big game at Indiana. I've faded Purdue in some road spots. Uh it, it, they got me against Ohio State. They came back and, and grinded that game out after going down early. I took some points with Michigan State against them. They grinded that game out but didn't cover the three and a half. They've had a lot of close road games in conference. Now we're going to get what looks like maybe a slight underdog role at home for Indiana, maybe a point or two. Um, I do think I'm going to go Indiana in this spot at home. It's going to be a huge game for them. It's going to be a wild atmosphere, and it feels like Purdue – just has to regress at at some point after squeaking all of these out. And this is a big spot that feels like they could do just that. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree with you, Jules. Um, I'm I'm surprised that that's where you think that that where that's where the opener would be, especially Indiana losing last night um, in really poor fashion. They were really yep. never in that game. I think they, they ended. I think this final score was an 11 point blowout. I I, I think we'll see it. I think we'll see. Purdue open two, uh, maybe two and a half. And I think that number, I think that number gets bet up. Um, honestly, I think the way Purdue is playing right now, they're look, I I know that they've had some luck. Um, their their one loss this year is a one point loss at home against Rutgers. And yes, they have absolutely had some uh some good ball luck. I mean, the win at Michigan State uh, stands out to me. That one was ridiculous. Even the win at Michigan, I felt like they just, you know, somehow sneak uh, you know, were able to sneak that out. I think there's a good chance they absolutely blow Penn State out tonight. Um, I don't know about that, but I think Indiana probably looking a little bit ahead to uh this big game versus Purdue and really just didn't put their best product on the floor. I expect them to come back in a big way again on Saturday. I I like them to win out right there. I think they uh I think Purdue, as you said, set to regress. And again, if you take a look at that schedule, they have four road games remaining. I guarantee you they're gonna lose at least two of those. Yep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do you think for me, uh, Jules? I love Indiana on Saturday. I can't wait Can't wait to bet this game. Uh, I like this I, IU team. I like them at home. As we all know, everything offense and defense runs through the 7-4 uh, seven, seven, Zach Eady. I mean, 
I got to give the guy credit. He he looks great this year. I mean, on both sides of the ball, he's doing it all. A lot of people are saying he didn't have the talent. Um, well, he's got the, you know, he's got the length and talent, it looks like. But um, big fan of Hood and um, Jackson Davis. And I think they'll be uh, ready to rock and roll uh, on Saturday at, uh, at Assembly. I'm going to stay away from some of these games that I think we're going to be laying bigger numbers and just group them all in at the end and see if there's anything we like. Big 12 game here. TCU down guys, guys playing injured. They get a win at home against West Virginia on on Tuesday night. Now they travel on Saturday afternoon to to Oklahoma State. I I said to you guys, TCU is allergic to bad spots. They keep pulling everything out. Um, outside of that West Virginia road game, they got the revenge at home. At some point with these injuries in a road game, I feel like they have to come undone a little bit. And this might be the spot. As long as Miles is is out, I think I'm looking at OK State on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's uh, that's another one that I had kind of uh, been interested in there too, Jules, uh, especially last night. Pulling out the win versus West Virginia by four. I'll be honest, you know, down the stretch, I was paying attention to a lot of that game. TCU did not look good. Um, they played very well in the first half. They looked good early on, but they faded down the stretch. And I think that Oklahoma State uh, could be that side. TCU on the road again, too. Um, you know, again, another team that has really hit or miss spots. They go into a place like Morgantown, they get blown out. They go to a place like, you know, Mississippi State, they get blown out. Um, so, it is interesting. Um, you know, they, you know, they have played well and, you know, in some of these big 12 road spots, but I think that, that that's a spot, you know, the Cowboys play really well at home, man. They are a good home team. They, you know, they've racked up win three straight wins at home. Now, Oklahoma, Iowa state, and Ole Miss, um, you know, still some decent competition for them. They were in that game versus Texas before Texas pulled away late. I think that's a tough one for, uh, for TCU, a banged up TCU team to, uh, to kind of go in there and win that game. I think that one will probably open Oklahoma State minus one, minus one and a half, maybe two. And I think that one will probably close maybe two and a half, three. CT, anything uh, on that one? So on the what? Um, Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State tonight. Yep. Right. So, I mean, I, I agree with both of you guys. I'll be on Oklahoma State on Saturday. But I was just looking at it. It looks like um, – it looks like Oklahoma State is kind of a trendy dog uh, tonight. Reminds me a little bit about um, Kansas, Kansas State last night. We saw everybody couldn't believe Kansas State getting so, that many points. O- Oklahoma is coming off the blowout of Alabama. Correct. Well. Yep. Was it it's four right now at DraftKings mm-hmm. for tonight? I, so. I kind of like Oklahoma tonight, even even coming off of that uh, that big win over over Bama. Oklahoma right. State stinks on the road. Um, Maybe look to fade the Cowboys. Look, maybe look to fade the Cowboys tonight. Come back with them on Saturday. There you go. Um, All right, sticking in the Big Twelve. I keep thinking about it, and I don't think I have a least uh, a loss that I hate more than Iowa State on Monday night, up twenty (laughs) three with twelve minutes to go against Texas Tech. All the sharp money pounded Texas Tech. They were wrong until they were right. Um, I, I watched Iowa State not be able to dribble over half court 10 times in a row. It was maddening. They're going to host Kansas on Saturday. I I, I wasn't going to do anything with this game. Uh, I, Iowa State, by the way, lost at Kansas by two points earlier in the season on a Saturday afternoon as eight-point dogs easily covered. I, I wasn't going to do anything with this because I was assuming Iowa State was going to win on Monday. Um, Kansas blows out K state on Tuesday. I just, I don't know what I can do with Iowa state right now because they, they have me shook. So I, I have no opinion for now. Either you guys got an opinion on this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was looking at this one earlier. I think this is a decent spot to fade Kansas, um, coming off two big wins, uh, really honestly must needed wins after losing three straight, uh, the Kentucky win on the road. And then they blew out K state last night. We all had, I think we all liked uh, Kansas. I know Jules, you and I both had K state or Kansas in uh money line parlays. And I had them against the spread at six and a half and seven. Um, but 
I think this is going to be really tough for them on the road at Iowa State. Again, I I don't really like to uh, to back teams in these sort of situations. And you know, Iowa State coming off two road game, you know, th- two road games in which they lost, uh, three road game, you know, they've lost, you know, three of the last four, and all three have been on the road. They've dominated at home. They've lost three. They've won three of the last three at home. I think again, another one of these teams where you just look at these splits on some of these uh, on some of these good teams, and they just they have a hard time winning in road spots. In fact, uh, they haven't won a road game since you know since beating TCU um, in early December. Uh, so I just think that this is a team where. I, I like to back him at home. I hate to I hate to play him on the road. And I think we're looking at the same thing here. I'd, I'd probably, you know, probably fade Kansas, especially with Texas on deck just two days later, Monday night. Um, I think that this is uh, one of those games that really could be a letdown spot for Kansas. CT? You know, I, I would feel the way Dan feels. That game's at noon. If that game was at like four or six or eight, I would I would really, really like Iowa State. Dan is right. It would be the spot where I would probably like to fade KU. But, man, they're playing much better basketball. I I, I liked Kentucky a lot this past Saturday when they had uh, Kansas at home. Kansas played great ball. I give uh, give you some props, Jules. You, you called that one. And Kansas looked really good last night. Like, this is a Bill Self team that, yeah, he, he dropped three straight. And ever since dropping that game at Baylor – Looks like he reamed them, and uh, they look a lot better here. So that's a noon sleepy kick. That's either going to be KU or pass for me. I I can't bet Iowa State after what I witnessed on on Monday <laughs> night. Normally, normally I would say I'm going Iowa State outside with Dan or play him first half. Um, if you play Iowa State again this season, play them at home first half because they can't dribble in the second half. So. Factor that into your cap. <laughs> All right, let's rip through more Big 12 because Big 12 is the conference. Um, K-State hosts Texas. Texas coming off a big home win over Baylor. K-State coming off the, the road blowout at um, at Kansas. Normally, I would say K-State here, but K-State went to Texas and spanked them earlier this season, put up 100 and something points. I don't know if I can fade this really talented Texas team in in a revenge spot, even though it's on the road. No, I agree. I I think this is one you you lay off of. In fact, I kind of like Texas here. K State to me, when they faced a quality opponent recently, with the exception of Kansas, they have struggled. Um, you know, they got blown out by TCU. They they lost to Iowa State. They lost to Kansas. I know those were all on the road, but they really, I mean, they just they've struggled. Um, you know, when even when they've been home, they did beat Kansas, but it was one point that was a crazy back and forth game. Uh, CT and I were together watching that game. I just feel like this is a team that maybe. They're good, but not great, especially when they play better competition. When they play up, I just feel like there's just miss- something missing there. And I'll be honest with you, with the exception of that Tennessee game, which I really like Tennessee in that one, there have been very few spots where I've looked to fade Texas. Um, this is a great revenge spot. I maybe might be concerned about playing Texas on Monday against Kansas. Um, you know, if, if that's like, if that kind of everything goes to, you know, how we think it might be Kansas, you know, maybe he shits the bed on Saturday and whatever, maybe bounces back versus Texas. But I think that this is a, a really, really good spot for them. I, I just, I don't back K state against good, powerful teams. They just outside of Kansas, really, I, I know they beat Texas earlier too. I just don't see them having a lot of quality wins. And I, I'm just really not in on this K-State team. CT? Yeah, I, I probably uh, feel the same way. Although my Texas contacts down there still say that there's there's problems down there uh, for the Longhorns. And I know I'm biased to Baylor, but Baylor played horrible uh, the other night on Monday night. And Texas struggled at home to, and ended up winning by five. But that was a one-point game with like a minute left. And yeah. Baylor played horrible. Couldn't shoot the ball to save their lives. Um, Flagler, he looked hurt. Um, so it would be Texas or, or nothing for me. But I still think that Texas uh, has some issues down there that they, they need to get fixed. That they're still reeling from for the whole from the whole beard thing as well. All right. That one's a pass. Let's stick in the Big 12. CT mentioned his Baylor bias. Baylor coming off the loss. They're now home on Saturday afternoon. 
hosting Texas Tech coming off the comeback of the century. Um, this is, I, I, I won't be backing Iowa State. This is how I will get my revenge for that loss on Monday night. Will be Baylor on Saturday with this Texas Tech team coming off the uh, the win of all wins. They've now won two in a row. Now they're going on the road where they stink to Baylor. Give me uh, Baylor first half, Baylor full game. Baylor is a money line parlay piece. I think there's a lot of ways you can use this. CT is not going to disagree with me. We'll start with him and then see if Dan wants to give any pushback. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Um, I, I I don't know if Langston Love is going to be back. I think that's a key piece because Dale Bonner ends up getting a lot more minutes and he's absolutely atrocious. Every time he has the ball, I cringe. Um, so I think that's a, a big issue there. Flagler, he has his, his uh, fingers taped. He's not shooting the ball as well as he has been uh, the majority of the year, but I think it's a good spot for, for Baylor as well. This is the worst team that Mark Adams has had um, in forever, okay, since he's been at Tech. This is not a good Texas Tech team. Um, so, I, I mean, the line's probably going to be, based on what we're looking, what do you think, 9-10, Dan? Um, but I could see a Baylor, uh, Baylor blowout for this one. Yeah, a Texas Tech team that has one road win, and it was that LSU win, and LSU is really going back to booty uh, this year. So I'll be honest with you, I, I think I, I I concur. I think this is a Baylor load-up spot potentially. Um, Want to make sure that there's uh, everyone's healthy there, but honestly, CT, I think this is a, a Baylor load-up spot. With uh, especially a money line parlay side, I just think yeah. that they they have a real chance to absolutely blow Texas Tech out. And by the way, don't don't forget Texas Tech has won two in a row. Like I know they only have right. one win in the Big Twelve, but they beat LSU and then they beat Iowa State. Like and now they're on the road. This this could this reads blowout city to me, especially after Baylor did not play well in Texas. Yeah. All right, we're aligned there. We'll keep going Big 12, uh, West Virginia with the loss at TCU on Tuesday night. Oklahoma's got the Wednesday game hosting um, Oklahoma State. CT mentioned maybe Oklahoma tonight. Then they'd be coming off two big wins. I don't mind West Virginia at home in the bounce back spot. That's an 8 o'clock Saturday night game, too. Tough place to play, obviously, at West Virginia. Um, that would be my early lean in in that one. Uh, CT? Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one as well. You're right. That's a, that's a, that's ESPN two, eight o'clock game. Uh, Oklahoma has their rivalry game tonight. Uh, we looking for Bob Huggins to have the place rocking uh, on Saturday night was Kem Hom has it at six right now. Jeez, yeah. It's, it's a little I, more than I wanted to see, but playing six to anybody, but yes, <laughs> I, I, I lean Mountaineers there. Yeah, I honestly would have to look at the numbers, but I'll be honest, the Oklahoma coming off that Alabama thrashing probably plays a terrible game tonight and has to go on the road to Morgantown. If they win tonight, I mean, for love of God, I will definitely be fading. Oh, yes. Yeah, but um, I, I... the one thing that scares me about West Virginia is they just they have a hard time closing games. I know they beat TCU a couple weeks ago, um, and they date but TCU actually tied that game. If you remember, then West Virginia pulled uh, pulled away late. They just have a hard time closing games, and I just I don't trust them with a six point spread. I know your guys' thoughts, and I think they win the game, but honestly, I think I'd probably go Oklahoma with the six there. It just that, if that is the opening number, I think that's just a big number, and yeah, for a team so that closes so badly, yeah. All right, let's rip through a couple more before uh, before we get out of here. Let's go UNC at Duke because obviously everybody's going to want to bet UNC at Duke. It's weird we're not going to see a little number next to either team, none ranked in the top twenty five, um, but it's still UNC Duke. Uh, Dan, I know, well, I know both of you guys laid, laid the eight on, on Tuesday night with Duke. Um, I had him in, in the money line parlay with Kansas with the, with the buzzer beater in that game, that game, which Duke had a cha- plenty of chances to cover eight lands two. uh, this just reminds me, you know, laying five and a half, six against Miami. That game also landed one possession. Uh, Duke's not that good and they win at home, but they're, they're really tight games. I, you know, it would be the ultimate revenge for for the double losses uh, last year to, to put Coach K out of business. 
but none of the guys are back. It's just Roach uh, that's that's back. They just reset with new freshmen, and it's a new coach. So, like, I, I think that whole revenge angle at home for last year is gone. I would I would look at the the vet Tar Heel team getting points on the road again and doing what they did last year. Uh, I, I'm not as comfortable with this one. I'm not saying I'm going to bet it for sure, but this would be this would be the road dog for me or or nothing. Um, Dan. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be on Duke again. I'm okay. I mean, they, what's 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 going on is Duke should have covered that game by 12 13 last night. They should have won that game. They got screwed oh. by they got screwed by a couple calls last night. Um, and, and I really felt that game should have been really a 12 13 point game, which is what they were up in the majority of the second half. I just, I really, man, some of the things that happened late in that game were uh questionable. But again, look, again, this is a North Carolina team. I'm really one of those guys who I don't like to back teams on the road unless there is a good situation. And I'll tell you, this is not a good situation. North Carolina is facing Pittsburgh tonight, um, which I think is a huge, huge game for them because if they lose that game to Pittsburgh, they actually have a chance to drop behind Duke, which actually talks. Now we're talking about not even making the tournament because the ACC just is not going to get all these teams in. They're gonna, They're just not that good this year. So so I think this is honestly almost a must-win game where you want to focus on winning this game. If you lose the Duke in Duke, where Duke is just unbelievable at home, fine. I know it's a rivalry game, but honestly, I think the team has to be more focused on winning games. And down the stretch, take a look at what they have with their next four game, five games on the schedule. Pitt at Duke at Wake, Clemson, Miami, and then they even have at NC State. Um, then Notre Dame, Virginia. I mean, this is a brutal part of the stretch for them. So uh, to me, I'm just, I'm, if I'm UNC, I'm just focusing on trying to win games and I'm not looking ahead. I think this is a spot where they just, you know, Duke Moneyline parlay at home. Again, another spot. I think that's a, a spot you look at. Yeah, I'm with Dan. I'll be on Duke, unfortunately, right. again, uh, and I'll hate myself for it. And yep, still reeling from last night's uh, up nine with like, Four minutes left, and you know, don't even well, get a there. Twelve or thirteen? Sorry. Yeah, twelve, thirteen. Missed the front end of uh, two one and ones last night, and uh, and the icing on the cake. Wake hits a hits a three at the buzzer, and Duke wins by two. But yeah, I'll be on Duke there as well. I know Roach got a little banged up last night. Uh, Want to check the status on him? If if Roach doesn't play on Saturday night. I, I will probably not bet the game or bet North Carolina Roach yeah, needs fair. to be in for me to be beyond them though. That's fair. <laughs> Roach out uh, Duke one by one at BC. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's a very, it's a very good point. That's uh, something I, I probably should uh, consider a little bit more. He, he's point. able to, I don't know what I'll say in this game. He's just able to calm those, those freshmen down a little right, bit yeah. and they, they make him feel, or he makes them feel more comfortable. It's he's a big, big piece. Yeah. yeah look, look, look what happened. What happened last night when he went out? I mean, they, right. they, they, fell they panic, they panic. When yeah. you have a team of all freshmen and you have a, an upper class point guard, that's an important piece. Um, all right, quick sticking in the ACC. Virginia coming off a road win at Syracuse. Virginia Tech loses on Tuesday night at Miami. Virginia Tech hosts Virginia in a big one on, on Saturday afternoon, noon tip. Uh, that would be home dog or pass for me with the Hokies. Uh, any quick thoughts on that one? I like the Hokies uh, as well. I've been looking at this spot for a while. It's been seven in a row for the Cavaliers. They struggled. I had Syracuse on Monday plus five. Cuse had that game. Uh, they had them, had them on the ropes the entire game. Uh, you could tell Virginia is getting a little fatigued. Uh, this is a, a noon kick, and I like the Hokies here. They, they'll be ready to go. They play up in their competition. They play well versus Duke. They play well versus Virginia. Give me the Hokies on uh, on Saturday. Football season's over. You can stop saying kick. I know. I like tips. saying kick instead of tip. <laughs> I don't know. So whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, this is a, this is a Virginia tech team. that lost how many ACC games in a row, like Bunch. seven or eight. Like they were, they, they were, yeah, they were bad, man. They were, they were really bad before they finally beat Duke and Q's back to back. I just kind of don't want to forget that. I know they're playing well. They have one, two of the last three beat Duke and Q's at home, but yeah, we'll see. I, Maybe, maybe they kind of play a little bit better at home. They, their home losses were definitely close during that streak. They just played, I think, 
what six five six road games wow that's that's brutal um they, you know they lost to clemson by three nc state by four I, i'm interested to see what that number opens up at. if it's if it's a decent sized number maybe virginia tech is the side but i certainly am not looking to lay points or, or lay a short or, or take a short number with them in that game all right florida goes to kentucky um, I'm kind of, I know I, I took Kansas. I'm kind of getting in on Kentucky a little bit. Um, I, I took them second half against Ole Miss on the road on Tuesday and got that. And I, I'm not high on Florida at, at all. They've been good against the spread on, on the road, but I think we're probably starting to get some value on the Kentucky team at this point. Um, and the Kansas loss probably only helps with that moving forward. So I'm maybe looking at laying some points here with Kentucky hosting Florida on Saturday. You guys are you guys are big Kentucky guys. You should agree. <laughs> CT. Um, I mean, Florida plays Tennessee tonight. Uh, right. and then they have to travel to Kentucky. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I want this is 830 at Rupp. I don't yeah. disagree. We want to see what, what the the number is. But yeah, right now I guess I look Kentucky is playing a lot better. Um, I would look to to the Wildcats here. I, I'm not high on Florida at all. I think they're, I think they're atrocious. They're 12 and nine. Uh, and they, they just feel like they struggle every single night. Like, like that. I like them this past Saturday uh, at Kansas state was Kansas state too. They blow them out of the water. Uh, they're terrible on the road. So um, it would be Kentucky or pass for me. Yeah. Especially coming off Tennessee and then they have Alabama right after that. That's called a, well, that's what we call a sandwich spot. So I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's probably Kentucky there. They did not play their best game last night. They found a way to beat Ole Miss, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, Florida's not a team I'm I'm really excited to back, although I will tell you this. They have played well against uh, SEC teams who are not top-tier SEC teams, so I am somewhat interested to see what they do coming right. up again. I mean, they, they, you know, they blew out Georgia. They beat Missouri handedly. Um, you know, their one loss was their two losses have been, you know, Texas A&M uh, there and they lost a close one at Auburn. Like they played the SEC pretty tough. Um, so, well, let's see what they do. All right. We got less than five minutes before we got a wrap. Um, I mentioned all those big favorites. You got Tennessee hosting Auburn. You got UConn at Georgetown. You got Alabama LSU. Um, it's Marquette hosts, Marquette hosts Butler. There's a there's a lot of of big spreads. I don't. You guys can touch on one if you want. This will just kind of be dealer's choice. If you got something for Saturday, you want to uh, bring up whether it be one of those bigger conference games uh, with a larger spread, or Dan will probably go small conference on us. Um, I'll go first. I'll say if I, I know I'm I'm prepared to fade on Thursday. Uh, Oregon on the first half on the road at Arizona. They're going to be on the road uh, again Thursday to to Saturday, so a shorter turnaround. I don't know if they're staying in Arizona because they're at Arizona State on Saturday. If Arizona State is a short home favorite against Oregon, I'm I'm just out on Oregon. Uh, I'll take an Arizona State, hopefully money line uh, in that game, 10 p.m. tip on uh, Saturday night. Uh, Dan, go ahead, go ahead and rip through whatever yeah, talk about I mean, we, we've covered a lot of the big spots i haven't really started digging into the smaller spots on saturday because i think that those are um i think the spots get more clear and defined as the week goes on to be honest yep. with you in a lot of those conferences but one spot i am looking at is a team that you liked last night didn't bet i, I like clemson um you know this i didn't is a team bet that, him last night <laughs> yeah they, they come <laughs> off two they come off two bad road games, Florida State and BC. Um, you know, I do think that this is a pretty sizable game for them. They lose this game to Miami. You know, Virginia probably sneaks in front of them. We could see Pitt sneak in front of them too. Um, so I think it's a really important game for them to win. They they did sneak out a win versus Florida State. They they're not playing well. So I hope this number is short, or they could be a you know a small uh, home dog, maybe one or two. But I think maybe Clemson might be a good buy low spot. Um, you know, again, and Miami really has not played that well, especially on the road. Uh, you know, they're they're one and four in their last four on the road. Their one win was a three point win at Florida State, who we know how they've been uh, this year. But this is they're just not a good roadside, and I think Clemson has the. Uh, 
the ability here to take advantage, especially with Miami uh, facing Duke, the, you know, I believe Monday night it is. So I think this is a uh, afternoon game in Clemson. I think that that's a huge one for them. CT. Yeah, we are. We already talked about this one, but it's most likely going to be my best bet on Saturday. Um, and that's Indiana. Like Dan said, Purdue's going to lose one or two games before the end of the year. Uh, this just, you can't sustain uh, what they're doing right now in college hoops, especially even though it is a weaker Big Ten this year. Um, they have some tough ones coming down the stretch here. And this is going to be a tough one for them uh, in Assembly Hall. That place will be rocking uh, at four o'clock. And I think IU has the guys to shoot the lights out. And if they could double team or find if Jackson Davis could get on Edie, contain them a little bit. I really like Indiana to win this game uh, Saturday. That's going to be my best bet. You'll be able to get uh, get some points, get some plus uh, plus money on the money line there too. So IU for me, Jules. All right, there we go. There's a full uh, full week of college hoops on the podcast for you right there. A little something different here on Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. Um, for CT Bets of the Hustle Pod, you can follow them on Twitter at CTBet16 for Dan Liftchats of 98.5 over under 98.5 show. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Liftchats. Thank you guys for, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, hopefully we dug up some winners for you guys. Let's go cash some tickets. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.